0: Welcome back, Commander Kelly. Nice to hear you again, Atlas. How long's it been? You have been gone for... six years and 47 days. Battery store is almost finished charging. That should buy you some time, old friend. Atlas, would you like to hear where I've been? Shall I turn recording on? Already ahead of you. I finally made it back. I didn't know if I ever would. But I did. I made it back to Earth. It... It was worse than I expected. The view from space doesn't tell the story. From up here, the blues are still blue. The greens are still green. It's not really the case on the ground. So much of what I knew, so much of what I am, turned into rubble and loss. There was nothing left. It felt like a cemetery. It all did. Back on the ground, It felt like I was both the ghost and the one being haunted. I was alone, but I could feel them everywhere. Silence isn't peaceful when you know the silence isn't meant to be there, when the silence isn't right. It's hard to explain what quiet feels like on a street you know should be filled with cars, or fields you know should be filled with laughter and Children, it's a painful quiet and one that rings louder than any sound. Walking around, I could imagine the missing words and missing faces, the invisible lives still going by, the ghosts still carrying on. Their words floated around and above me and went up, up, up disappearing into nothing I went back to Arbor Town I went home there There was no one There was nothing there I didn't feel well I felt sick Then through some rubble, I heard a noise. A man was struggling under a support beam of where my house had been. My house. I lifted the beam and freed him. He looked terrible, beaten down, hungry and worn. It was my neighbor, Mark. How long he was down there, he wouldn't say, but he greeted me with relief and overwhelming gratitude. Mark, the neighbor, the one human being I didn't ever want to see again. I asked how he had survived all this time, but he wouldn't say. I asked about Lenore and Cassie, and he put on a solemn face. He told me he was sorry. He told me of their last moments. My knees grew weak, and I fell to the ground. Why were you there? I asked him. What? He asked back, confused. Why were you with them in their last moments? How do you know how they acted? Why were you with? My family. He grew silent, but his eyes, guilty and conflicted, gave his answer. I didn't return to Earth unarmed. I was prepared for anything I might encounter. I took out my firearm. In that moment, I was angry. I saw only red. I was angry at him. I was angry at my wife. I was lost in a rage of seeing a billion dead. I was lost in loss. I shot him three times. He could have been the last human being on earth and I couldn't be helped. He screamed as he fell to the ground. His screams grew louder. They hung in the air as time seemed to stop. Eventually his screams became mine. His pain became my own. I realized my mouth was open. They were my own screams, not his. All the pain, all the rage I had bottled up was now out in the open. I was screaming because I couldn't protect them, because I wasn't there for them. And there was finally no them to go back to. There was no more wondering anymore. And with that, Mark's voice faded. So did his body. He went the way of all the lost words and people haunting me on my return. He was never there. It was me on the ground. It was my voice crying to the heavens. As I've grown accustomed to, I was alone, there at the rubble of my home. It was always only me. Finally another person. Another human to share my misery with. And I would have shot him. Over what? Paranoia? Jealousy? Infidelity? My own failure? (sighs) Returning home had taken its toll picked myself up off the ground and I returned to my ship back to space Mark was the ghost of what I was running from the ghost of all I did wrong all the ways I failed and he was all that was left to greet me back home so many things I did wrong before the bombs, before all this loss. I should have been better. Part of me knew my own demons were all I would find waiting for me down there. This shouldn't have been a great surprise, but after holding on to hope for so long, I felt an all new emptiness. It's a scary feeling, having nothing left to hope for. It was strange staring at the Samson from my new ship, like having an out-of-body experience. I remembered when it was my cage, my entire universe. As much as things had changed, it didn't feel so different now. At that moment, I felt finally ready to rest. I had been to the reaches of space and back. I made it home. I knew there was no longer anything for me. I could choose to rest like I had wanted to back in the early days on the Samson. But this time, it wasn't a decision being made out of desperation. It would be my choice. A choice I was ready to make. My mind wandered as my eyes stayed locked on the Samson, still floating there in space. As lifeless and empty as the day I was dragged from it six years ago. I remembered my time here back then, my loneliness. And one thing kept coming back to me those words on the comms right before the bombs. Before everything changed. The one thing command managed to say before the radio silence. Kelly won. Why was that still stuck in my head? Why could I not let myself forget it? Then a thread appeared to me. As I pulled on it, things in my head emerged from a fog. What were the Algri doing by Earth when they picked me up in the first place? It, it didn't make any sense. Like the vultures they are, they seldom made their own trips this far away from Algariz. This far out, they would have only been following in the wake of the Calzor. So many other captives and slaves during my time on Algaris talked about the Kalzor as if they were the boogeyman, a destructive race often called the true poetry, a comedically dark nickname bestowed for their precise unrelenting habits of destruction. They say they almost had an art to their torment. So many that spoke of the Kalzor had lost their homes to them, their planets before the Algri found them. The Algri often followed behind the Kalzor's destructive path, picking up scraps and adding any lost souls to their collection of slaves. How could I not see that pattern before? The Kalzor destroyed Earth. No, that didn't make any sense. I saw the bombs go off. I saw the cloud formations, Recognized the signatures, We did it to ourselves. Those were our bombs. Unless... Kelly won. Kelly won. That's what the voice was trying to tell me. It was one missile. Just one from the Kalzor. That's all it took to shatter Earth's fragile peace. One from them, and we did the rest to ourselves. They didn't need a global assault. They only needed to knock over the first domino. The bomb scanned as man-made because they were. All but one. They took advantage of our own weakness. They used our own aggression our own mistrust against us. None of us hit first, but we were all too eager to hit second. One, one bomb dropped and the kettle burst. We showed our colors, and we lost our planet. We were so eager to bring each other down I can blame us for being human, for being so quick to bring this upon ourselves, but that's not fair. We weren't perfect, far from it, but we were growing, we were trying to be better. The Kalzor took away that chance, we'll never know what we could have become but they'll regret how we ended. It's why I'm back, Atlas. Here again on the USS Samson. Not just to reminisce, but to retrieve something. Atlas, do you know how this station got its name? The USS Samson, commissioned in 2029, launched in 2032, built by Hemington Industries. That's not what I meant. The story goes that Samson was a powerful warrior in ancient times. He had the strength of 20 men. The source of his power somehow was in his hair that he kept long past his shoulders. His enemies eventually managed to cut off his hair while he slept. When he awoke, he found himself blinded and tied up in chains with each arm chained to large opposing pillars of the enemy's stronghold. Without his hair, he lost his strength. He was helpless, doomed to suffer his fate as the enemy's trophy, their prisoner. But as the days and weeks passed, his hair slowly, inconspicuously grew again. And as his long hair returned, so did his strength. With his last act, He used all his strength to pull the chains down on the pillars he was shackled to. Bringing the stronghold crashing down, killing himself, and taking all his enemies with him. It was his last gasp, his final feat of strength. This station was meant to be my country's last gasp, our last resort, used only in the face of an enemy nation's insurmountable attack. That's why it's covert military. That's why it's armed with a nuke. And that's why I've returned. What was once my country's promise to go down swinging will now be all of humanity's. One of theirs was all it took to start the destruction on Earth. To end eight billion lives. Let's see if I can return the favor. I don't know why the Kalzar attacked Earth. I don't know what their endgame is, but their true poetry deserves a bitter ending. Atlas, perform inspection of the onboard S-42 nuclear missile. Weapon is stable. Health status, green. Atlas, ready missile for transfer, and get ready to perform transfer to the exterior vessel. Unable to comply. Atlas initiate Samson protocol. Security code Delta S-1948. Samson protocol initiated. Ready missile for transfer to exterior vessel. Also, Atlas, download a copy of the Atlas program to the Blue Drive. Program downloading. I'm not leaving here without you this time. Also open transmission links, make link public, Post and transmit all voice recordings at max single range. If there's anyone else still out there, let them hear our story. Transmitting. Cassie, it looks like you may not need these recordings to hear me after all. I'm sorry I couldn't find you. But in truth, you've been with me this whole time I'm not the same man that watched the world burn six years ago. I'm not frozen this time. I'm not sad either. I'm angry. I don't know how I'll find them. Or what will happen when I do. But I'm coming for the Kalazor. This is for you. For Mom. For everyone's pages who deserve to still be written. We're not done yet. Atlas, transfer Cassie's playlist to Blue Drive. Transferring. And one last time before we say farewell to the USS Samson. Atlas, play Cassie's playlist.